Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it will help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. first reading today is a reading from Isaiah chapter 58. Then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here, he will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything that you do on that day, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. Here ends the reading. Our second reading is a reading from the 12th chapter of Hebrews. You have not come to a physical mountain, to a place of flaming fire, darkness, gloom, and whirlwind, as the Israelites did at Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so terrible that they begged God to stop speaking. They staggered back under God's command. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. Moses himself was so frightened at the sight that he said, I am terrified and trembling. No, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. You have come to the assembly of God's firstborn children, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God himself, who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven, who have now been made perfect. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks of forgiveness, instead of crying out for vengeance, like the blood of Abel. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses— the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God 
by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. For our God is a devouring fire. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. One Sabbath day, Jesus was teaching in a synagogue. He saw a woman who had been crippled by an evil spirit. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she could stand straight. How she praised God. But the leader in charge of the synagogue was indignant that Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days of the week for working, he said to the crowd. Come on those days to be healed, not on the Sabbath. But the Lord replied, You hypocrites, each of you works on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it out for water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, has been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released, even on the Sabbath? This shamed his enemies, but all the people rejoiced at the wonderful things Jesus did. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. Earlier this month in Kansas City, gymnast Simone Biles successfully landed a move that no other gymnast has been able to complete in the floor competition. It's a move known as a triple-double. I mean, just the name indicates how complicated it is, right? A triple-double? And that was just the latest of the signature landings for the most decorated American gymnast of all time. The 22-year-old has won four Olympic medals at the 2016 Summer Games in Rio, and she has won a total of 25 world and Olympic medals in her career. She is an amazing athlete. And she's also a Christian. A couple of years ago, she was invited to be the guest speaker at a very large church in Chicago. She spoke at their main worship services, and then she was going to go and visit the various student ministries that are a part of that church. But as the morning went on, they were getting more and more behind schedule. So by the time she entered the middle school ministry area, she only had a precious few minutes to speak to those students before she needed to be whisked off to the airport to catch a flight for her next engagement. So Simone very graciously and quickly shared some inspiring words with those students. Then a seventh grader, who was sitting a few rows from the front, began to call out, Simone, I have gold medals too. Simone, don't you want to see my medals? It was Jess, a girl with Down's syndrome, who was also a fierce competitor in gymnastics in the Special Olympics. And Jess was relentless in trying to get Simone's attention. 
Steve Carter, who is the pastor of that church and was there that day, said he knew that if Simone made eye contact with Jess, she was going to have to make a choice. Either make her flight or make a girl's day. Well, I don't know if Jesus was under any kind of time constraints in our gospel today as he taught one Sabbath in the synagogue. I'm sure he didn't have to be whisked off to the airport. But Jesus also had a choice to make that day. You see, he had noticed a woman as she entered the synagogue. She was all bent over from an illness She didn't call out to Jesus. She didn't try to get noticed by him. But Jesus saw her, and so he had a choice to make. Would he go on teaching as expected and not create a stir? Or would he change a woman's life? Well, that day in Chicago, Simone Biles chose to make a girl's day. She noticed Jess, and she left the teaching podium and went down to where Jess was sitting so she could proudly show Simone all of her special Olympic medals. This is what Pastor Carter later wrote about the exchange that day between Simone and Jess. He said, it was so moving and holy for any who witnessed it. And it's what Simone is all about. The joy she has is real. And as we said goodbye, I told her, sorry if you missed your flight. She quickly responded, don't be sorry. A flight is a flight. That time with Jess was everything. Seeing her and all her medals inspired me so much. And hopefully I encouraged her too. Well, in our gospel, Jesus makes a similar choice. He chose to change a woman's life. He noticed the bent-over woman as she came into the synagogue, and he decided to leave the teaching podium so that he could have a moment with her. Jesus called her over and said, Woman, you have been set free of your ailment. And he laid his hands on her, and she stood up straight for the first time in 18 years, healed. Now, the common common thread in the story between Simone and Jesus, as I see it, is a question. And that question is, who do we notice or not notice? I'm sure that Jess and the bent-over woman could tell plenty of stories of times when they felt overlooked, invisible, cast aside, told to keep quiet, or that they were somehow less than and not worthy of special attention. But each of them also had at least one story of what it felt like to be noticed, to be treasured, to be worthy of attention and compassion, and not just from anyone, but from someone important. 
Jess and the bent-over woman knew the joy of being noticed in the midst of the crowd. When I read that story about Simone Biles, it increased my admiration for her. Not only is she someone who is using the tremendous athletic gifts that God has given her, she is also using her celebrity status to lift others up and to show them that they are indeed worthy of love and care. Now, this this story of Jesus, now this may sound weird, But this story of Jesus causes my heart to expand in love for him. It reminds me why I want to follow Jesus and why I want to model my life after his. Jesus used his celebrity status to notice and heal and care for those who are otherwise forgotten Those who were bent over by the pressures of life, lost in the crowd, those are the ones that Jesus chose to be with. And I love that about him. Now, I don't know where you might be in your journey. If you're feeling bent over, this is a takeaway for us in this story And that is that Jesus also notices us. No matter how bent over we may be from the weight of the world, no matter how much stress or worry we carry, no matter what ailments afflict us, no matter how lost in the crowd we may feel, Jesus notices us. He calls us to the table. He offers us forgiveness. He shows us and tells us again and again that we are worthy of his love. Jesus is never too busy to be with us, and that is the good news of this story. We can all take that with us. But this story also has a challenge for us. Because it does beg the question, who do we notice or not notice? Who do we turn a blind eye to because, well, maybe their issues, their problems are just too complex? Or because maybe they don't seem worthy of love or grace or forgiveness? When do we get our judgment on, like the leader of the synagogue in our gospel story today, who disapproved of Jesus healing on the Sabbath and shamed the crowd because they wanted to be healed. I mean, that's what this guy got out of what Jesus did that day. He didn't feel any joy that this woman was released and healed after 18 long years. He wasn't inspired by what Jesus did. His takeaway was that Jesus had healed this woman on the wrong day of the week. What a small box his judgment created for him to live in. And I know that I also sometimes live 
in a small box of judgment. That's why I need this story. Because in this story, Jesus calls us out of our judgments and invites us to expand our vision and to notice who Jesus notices. And that's why I need the church. I need all of you to remind me of what Jesus calls us to do. That we are called to notice those who are bent over by the weight of poverty and unstable housing. We are called to notice children who are bent over by hunger and homelessness when they go to school. We're called to notice those who are suffering at our borders, those who struggle in our streets or in our neighborhoods, or maybe even those who struggle in our own homes. This story invites us to open our hearts and ask the question, who are we tempted to not notice right now? Because maybe that is exactly where Jesus is calling us to take a closer look. You know, I hope that Simone Biles has a long and prosperous gymnastics career in front of her. But I hope even more that she has many new opportunities to make someone's day by noticing them. And I also hope that this gospel story works on our hearts and reminds us of all the ways that Jesus notices us and reminds us of all the ways that Jesus reminds us to notice each other and reminds us of all the ways that Jesus calls us to notice those who are among the least of these. So who will you notice this week? Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence.